Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to In My Heart, a podcast truly about all the things in my heart and finding our freedoms. I'm your host, Heather Thompson. I'm so excited to introduce my next guest, Amy Phillips. She's a comedian and radio personality from Gross Point, Michigan, who's currently living her best life in Los Angeles. Amy owned her skills in at Wayne State University and at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in New York City before studying improv at Second City, Detroit, IO Chicago and the Annoyance Theater. She combines her love for reality television and parody with her celebrated Real Housewives and other celebs imitations, which are a regular feature on Bravo TV's Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. Amy currently recaps all things Bravo TV and beyond on her Sirius XM radio show on Radio Andy, Reality Checked. I'm so excited to have you. I'm tongue twisted to have you. <laughs> I am. Well, I'm excited to be here. I feel like I've gotten a shot of Heather Thompson. Like, so my adrenaline is just at the top. I'm so happy. Holla. Holla. Okay, so you're definitely the first person that ever did an impersonation of me. I have to start by saying that. And I loved it. I mean, I literally fell on the floor (laughs) laughing watching it. It was so fun and funny and wonderful. But I'm going to, I digress. I'm going to get there. I I want to first discuss your background. I mean, to make the decision to be a comedian, I don't, I can't imagine it's an easy road to to choose, right? And how does it happen? Like, I'm going to be the funny person on stage, you know, that heckles and does all these crazy things, you know, for entertainment value. How did it happen? How did you know that you needed to do this? That is, I wish I could say, oh, I remember when I chose it, but to just say like, "Mm, comedy chose me um, (laughs) would be a little uh, corny, but at the same time, I can't escape, you know, what the bizarre things that I'm able to do. So I kind of had to lean into that. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it, just from, from a young age, I was always doing impressions. I was always doing, you know, funny, like I was really gravitating towards sketch comedy early, early on. You know, when I was in middle school, I was obsessed with Saturday Night Live. Like when I was in high school, when you have those things in the yearbook, mine was like most likely to be on Saturday Night Live. I mean, it was very specific. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
impersonating my teachers and, you know, going up to my mom at the age of 11 and talking like Liza Minnelli and being like, mother, what's for dinner? Just weird stuff. And so, uh, and my dad is so funny. So, you know, watching him just be, just embrace those characteristics. I mean, he worked in sales and, and my mother worked in business. So it's kind of like, it's not like they were in the entertainment field. It's not like when I, where I lived, it was an option. Um, so in a way I was a little bit of a late bloomer. However, because I didn't necessarily think acting could be a lifestyle or a career mm -hmm. opportunity for me realistically. Um, so, but I did go to acting school. And when I was in acting school in New York, I mean, I, I learned how to become a, you know, a, I learned your acting techniques, you know, your, and I learned standard American English, like how to get rid of your accent, right? <laughs> which, was, which was funny, just, which is uh, ironic because it's like, I had to get rid of my Midwest accent, but then I have to learn so many different accents across the board to impersonate people like you. And, you know, <laughs> I was always gravitating towards like impersonating my teachers, even in acting school. And they were like, so I think comedy might be your thing. <laughs> So, I love um, that. I mean, I, I was going to yeah. say, because you, because you, you know, I was going to ask you, did you choose impersonations? Like there's so many great comedians out there. It doesn't mean that they can do impersonations. I mean, it's, right. I think it's a specialty. I would call it so to speak. And to be able to do so many, like, I have to say, like, you know, for me, the king of that is like a Jim Carrey, you know, like yeah, Robin yeah. Williams, oh, you know, Jim yeah. Carrey, his whole oh. face. And, and then there's even, you know, some of the people on Saturday Night Live that I'm, you know, their names are escaping me now, but I watched the, obviously the impersonations we've seen of our political figures and, you know, Alec Baldwin, yeah. who's really an actor is, you know, does these great impersonations. I mean, is yep. it really does it either come to you or is it something you really have to work at these impersonations? Like are some of them just mm -hmm. like come to you or like, do you really study yes. the person? Both. It's actually exactly both of those things. Cause some just, I feel like they were always in me and it just, all of a sudden it was easy to get there. Like when I remember watching Ramona Singer, all of a sudden I was just like, Pina Grigio. Like it was just there. It was there. I was like, Oh, Ramona lives in me, you know? And then, <laughs> but there are, and there are other, uh, if I can just stay in the New York realm, other housewives it took me a really long time for bethany and i was like once i figured out oh she kind of talks like a stand-up comedian and she never really sometimes doesn't finish her sentences and she sort of drags it on so it's like who like why like in a minute had it like am i like i heart like where am i it's like a pot like who now what like what you know <laughs> she just keeps going and it's very staccato but it took a long time to listen to her and sometimes if i'm watching a show i'm not really thinking about oh how can i impersonate them it's just it eventually kind of seeps in and then I figure it out, like with Margaret Josephs from Jersey, I finally figured out that she can, she starts up here, but then she goes down there and it's up here and then it's down there, you know, and you definitely have to do the mouth and the expression. So I think, you know, again, going back to what you're saying about acting sort of a little bit versus impersonations. I, I love acting. I, I ultimately, I wanted to be on a sketch show, um, but I also love sitcoms. I wanted to be on a sitcom. So I've definitely tried to, and I've, tried my hand at some of those things as well. And I've had opportunities in that area, but in, at the end of the day, I can do impersonations and that's what I can do best. So that's why I just kept leaning into it because it's just something that I can do. Like you said, naturally can come to me. And then also I know now how to study and yeah. what to look for, you know, yeah. I mean, obviously like with you, it's like, holla mama, you know I mean? It's there. Everybody knows it. <laughs> so you just find these like little catchphrases and you just keep hitting, or if, if you don't have a catchphrase, you know, like you were great. Cause you, you always had things that you would do. 
Um, and so it was easy to kind of hone in on that. Others are a little bit more difficult. And I remember with like Lisa Rinna, she may have said, hustle, honey, like once the right. first season she was on. But I was like, oh, that's funny. I'm going to keep saying hustle and I'm going to keep saying own it. And I just made that her thing and how she laughed at herself and things like that. So, you know, I always am looking for something. It's, it's definitely a research. It's a lot of R&D to get there. Well, you and you paint your own way. So, you know, we'll get to, you know, I know you've appeared on multiple scripted TV shows and I want to talk about that, but what kind of came first, the chicken or the egg? Because here you are in, you know, you're now, you know, a studied, you know, comedian and improv actor, and you've done all the work and you've put in the time and now you're out there trying to get jobs, right? You're out there trying to get your center stage. And so what came first? Were you a fan of the housewives or did you just notice that these these crazy women (laughs) were going to be really fun to impersonate? What came first? Uh, I was a fan. I was definitely a fan. Yeah, for sure. And it starts with New York was the first show that I saw that I fell in love with. But the Rachel Zoe project was like my gateway into Bravo. Yeah. And so when I first saw Rachel Zoe, I was like, I die. Like I'm dead. Like bananas. This show, she's bananas. So I, I started doing it. Like I did a video of her and I just thought she was such a funny character. And then I saw New York and I saw Ramona. So I did a video of her. And then it just kept going. It was like Patty Stanger, I think, from Millionaire Matchmaker Mm -hmm. and all like Tabitha, all of the Bravo shows. So I just was like, oh, I love these. These are really real. These characters are bigger and more charismatic than some that that you can't write these characters. So like you said, a bevy of inspiration, um, you know, (laughs) endless material, (laughs) (laughs) which is why like what, 10 or 12 years later, I'm still doing this, which I cannot believe, but yeah. You're an entrepreneur, quite frankly. I mean, thank you. Yes. You know, you took an idea, you took a craft, Mm -hmm. you put it together and you built yourself a business that turned Mm -hmm. into not only appearances on Andy's show, but then your own radio show under his Sirius XM label. So you created your own destiny. You manifested it. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Heather. Woo! I love getting that affirmation from you. It just feels so good. Um, it feels as good as I, I always imagined it would. So yes, I, you know, it is weird. Like I, I just started doing the videos and I would put them up on YouTube and this was a long time ago. So yes. it all started on YouTube. And then when Watch What Happens Live reached out and they were like, oh, we want to, can we show this clip on our show? And I was freaking out because, and Watch What Happens Live was sort of new at that time. And it that was quickly becoming one of my favorite late night shows because they were doing things that, other late night shows weren't doing and they were live. I mean, so they were making history um, and I loved being a part of that. So eventually, which is so funny, Heather, I think you'll appreciate this. Ramona, um, you know, her whole big thing is like women supporting women. So she really does support women. And I can say that because she reached out to me and because she saw a video that I did of her and said like, you know, I want to have I want to be on Watch Happens Live with you. And I told them about it. I want you to be the bartender. I want, you know, you can be the bartender. We can both be Ramona's together. Okay. (laughs) So, and it was such a funny moment, obviously, to kind of cross over to the other side. And and I finally got to, I flew up, they flew me out to New York. I got to meet Ramona. When I met Andy Cohen, he was like, we love your videos. We want you to keep doing them. And I was like, oh my God, great. And then we just, we just kept that going and and we would have this great relationship where and we still do where i'll reach out to them and i'll pitch them an idea 
for example, the Heather Thompson rap, you know, I want to do this song. I want to do this rap. And they're like, yes. So then I'll do the video and I'll give it to them and they show it and then they put it on their YouTube page or they'll come to me and they'll be like, do you have, you know, from back in the day, like, do you have, you know, the twins from Jersey? Can you do them? Or can you do Erica Jane? So we had this great relationship and it just kept going. And eventually, you know, years later, I wanted to take all my housewives knowledge. I wanted to do a podcast like so many at the time were starting to do. And this was Mm -hmm. probably about six years ago. So I put together this idea of how I wanted to do a podcast. And um, I ran it by Andy because I thought, well, he's given me my, my opportunity. He's recognized me. He's been so supportive, a mentor, if you will. And I was like, I want to do a podcast about the housewives. Do I have your blessing? And he said, yes, but why don't you do it on Radio Andy? Right. And at that time, it didn't exist. I had no idea he was going to have his own channel on SiriusXM. I had no clue. And he was like, this will be great because I don't have any housewives on the channel. So you can be like the housewives person. And at that point, when they launched, I was one day a week, one morning, then it turned into two days. And now I'm daily Monday through Friday. And I get to recap like all things Bravo and other reality shows. It's so fun. I get to interview housewives. It's great. It's so great. And you're so great at it now. I mean, you've been doing it some time now. I mean, I had a, you know, a stint. I went back every season after I left the show and I have watched, you know, it's been six years since I was on the show. I mean, at that rap, you know, I can't parody that. that you do of mine yeah. is like seven years old, right? It's I so know, funny. It's crazy. It feels and like just yesterday. It does. It really does. Especially when you dip your toe back in the water, you're like, whoa, I remember this bath. <laughs> when I saw you and Leah sparring a little bit, I was like, I am so here for this. And I and I know I know you were probably going to ask me something, but if I can kind of no, give it for ahead. a second. I'm just so curious because... I think the Bravo fandom, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I have felt this resurgence for you. And I've seen it, like people just calling out your name, you know, not in a bad way, not calling you out your name, but calling out your name to come back and putting that in the universe for a really long time. Did you ever get that wave of that vibe from people? And is that why you decided to come back? Yeah, a hundred percent. I never do anything unless I feel like I can lean into the cause and, and lend into it and bring some, something good to it, you know? And so it felt right. This season felt right. You know, it had been long enough that I was away. I would make these small cameos. I did have, you know, history with the OGs. I was really excited about the idea of the new cast and, um, you know, it was COVID, so, yeah. it, you know, it just felt it felt right. And, it, you know, it didn't turn out to be right, but um, it felt right. And so I went with in, in total good faith and with all the best intentions. But, you know, there's a time in your life where you have to make decisions and say, what's good for me? What's not good for me? What's uh, the best use mm-hmm. of my time? Where do I want to be yeah. putting my time in? And ultimately, you know, it was not to continue filming. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, I don't have any regrets. You know, I never have any regrets. I can take an uppercut, you know, um, I really do like to dig into real issues, you know, and yes. And I think that different for some of the franchises, I mean, I've interviewed some of the most amazing ladies from other franchises on the show. It just wasn't the franchise I was on. 
It wasn't mm-hmm. what I was able to get, you know, from some of the women. And it, it's a great segue because I was going to ask you, I mean, you've now been a fan of the show for a really long time and it has evolved, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or sometimes yes. maybe things that, you know, what have you seen change and, you know, what do you see, you know, the future for the franchise and are there pieces that you miss and new things that you love or, you know, tell us oh, a little God. bit about it. You know, you can't ever go back to the old days. You know, you can't you can't put it back in the bottle. And I mean, if I were to quote Bethany, like you can't put the toothpaste like back in the tube. Like you can't like how, like what? You know, you just and she's right, because you cannot bottle what you had. You can only go back and watch, you know, old episodes. Yeah, because it'll never be like it was, because now everyone is so familiar with reality television, Mm -hmm. what to do, how to make a splash. Yeah. Who, who can get more drunk? Who can? I mean, I couldn't believe the, the trailer for New York with the boobage. If anyone like asked to describe me, I don't think outrageous would fall into the definition. <laughs> <laughs> but I also like I think that it can't be all out outrageous. That's where you know, you've got to have the balance. You've, it, yeah. If you're Teresa in New Jersey, you got to have all the right ingredients. You know, you really <laughs> And that's what makes a great reality show. Um, when you can have people who ground the show, you've got like yeah. the narrator, someone who can check in and be real with the audience. You would be a perfect example. Somebody who is <laughs> grounded and, you know, like the fans who are watching can say, I get what she's saying because that's what I would say in that situation. Right. Um, and I, and sometimes I feel like in a way we're moving towards not having anyone on the cast. Who's that person? Mm-hmm. Um, or, or few or far between. Um, yeah. I know Margaret is great. She's great in New Jersey. She's kind of the voice of reason sometimes. Ironically, Dorit in Beverly Hills, who has a very made up accent, which I can't figure out, um, can sometimes be totally the voice of reason and yet doesn't sound like reasonable at all. You know, um, so that's a complete dichotomy. I, I, I don't understand that. But I think the way that with social media, with how storylines sometimes are born on social media and then they cross yeah. over to the show. For a while there, it was like they tried to keep them separate um, and now they have to call them out. So I do think that the platform is changing in that way, which is very interesting because now they have no choice but to embrace what's going on on social media. Yeah. And the personalities that we see on social media can be the same as what they portray on the show or sometimes they can be very different. You know, like Kelly Dodd this past season, she was so controversial on social media. She, she just was like, you know, God's just, just God's way of spinning the herd. And then, you know, people are irate at her on social media. And then on the show, she's a freaking delight. I mean, it was just like, you know, she's got this new relationship. It's a wonderful family. You know, it's, you're like, wait a second. How do I reconcile the two? Because we're seeing behind the curtain now of some things that maybe we wouldn't have seen before. Right. I, I don't I, think when you were on social media yeah. was as big of a deal, right? No, I mean, I started my Twitter account because I was running fashion companies and I just, I wasn't, you know, into it that much. And I got into it, you know, so seven years ago, let's say social media was a very different animal than it is today. And mm-hmm. to your point, that brings in the fourth wall. 
because yes. I mean, we, that was like the, you know, you did not go there that you did not yes. go there. I mean, they would come in and literally stop filming and they would give you a talking to. Wow. And yeah. I mean, now wow. it was like, it was different for me. I, I, I don't really consider myself an OG, but I felt like an OG, you know what I mean? When <laughs> yes, I went back, yes, of course, you know, yes. and plus when you look at it all these years later, I kind of am, you know, we were like, it was you so are. funny because yeah. we were the, you know, the upset of the show when Carol and Aviva and I joined. And it, one of the things filming, even wow. though three of the women that I started with were still on the franchise, I did feel really fortunate to have the time that I had with the people I had it with. You know, it oh, gave me so nostalgia so for, yeah, for my girls and, you know, the fun that oh. we did have and the drama that we did have even though it wasn't harmless. I mean, Bookgate, which you do my parody rap over was real. <laughs> yes, <laughs> It was real. You know what I mean? And I can't say that Carol and Aviva are necessarily friends after that, but I am friends with the both of them. I mean, Carol is my mm. bestie, you know, Aviva and I mm. talk all the time and you know what I mean? Oh, she's, wow. she's a good girl. So listen, she really knew, like you said, especially now, um, what I noticed going back to the show was these were uber fans of the show who had watched every episode that ever yeah. made even maybe twice. And now they're on the show. That was very mm -hmm. different than when I came on the show. You know, I just came wow. in to be me and have new experiences. And when I dip my toe back in the water this coming up season, I keep it the same. I didn't research the women. I didn't, mm -hmm. I wanted to go in and have a totally new experience, but that's not ah. the way it, you know, the, the show was. So I was kind of odd man out. I maybe should have done some homework and dirt digging, but you know, I just don't, it's no, like, I don't think so at all. That's, that's not how I am. Authentic. Yeah. See, uh, yeah. Oh my God. That's so crazy. It, and no, don't have any, don't think twice about that choice. I think no, that's true. You, you're staying true to yourself. Yes. It's uh, my truth. I have to stay true to what's authentic to me. And, you know, mm -hmm. so when I, the idea of going back felt really authentic to me, I felt like I could lean in. It was really great because I wasn't going to go back as a full-time housewife. They, you know, really needed a six player during COVID because there couldn't be a lot of extras. And oh, wow. I had this history okay. that I really wanted to revisit some of the old relationships of the past. I wanted to get to the bottom of toaster oven gate and, you know what I mean? <laughs> Talk to Luann about not being invited to the wedding, even though we were supposed to be friends. And, you know, I was going to bring real, right. my real stuff up and, you know, Ramona and yeah. I had already always kept in touch, so to speak. Um, mm -hmm. after filming, like around mother's day or Christmas, we call one another just to check in and say, hello. It wasn't like we went out to dinner together a lot. We're not, we're not ex the same people. I wouldn't, you know, say right. we're like each other's tribe, but we had a, we'll I call it in. like that. Uh, yeah. You know, camp, summer camp, you know, college yes. type of relationship. I mean, you've been the trenches together. Yeah. I mean, you really have. have. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you. 
Hey guys, you can take it from me. Getting and staying healthy can be a challenge and falling back into bad habits over and over again can really take its toll. Eating healthy should be easy, affordable, and delicious. However, I recognized as a health coach that most people are confused, overwhelmed, and frustrated. It's one of the reasons why I co-founded Beyond Fresh. Beyond Fresh is a premium line of whole food powders and supplements delivered fresh from the farm to you. Working with organic and responsible farmers, we harvest all of our ingredients at the peak of ripeness, then flash dry them using advanced technologies to capture the complete whole food nutrition. Each of our high-quality blends is virtually identical to the original fruits, vegetables, grasses, and superfoods we harvest from around the world, locking in all of the rich color, aroma, taste, and nutrients with nothing artificial ever. Let's get you off that diet roller coaster and get you on a sustainable wellness routine that helps you feel your best. From our delicious apple cider vinegar to our amazing shake, easy-to-mix powders, chews, and gummies, it's fresher than fresh. And right now, for a limited time only, use the code TREATYOURSELF20 at checkout for a complimentary 20% off and always free shipping on orders over $50. Now's the perfect time for a fresh start with Beyond Fresh. Here's to your good health. Let's get your routine popping and cracking at beyondfresh.com. We're here for you. So you don't watch the show anymore at all? Like No, no. I didn't really watch it before I was on it. And I didn't... I watched it when I was on it. And then I didn't, I watched, I I tell this all the time. I watched Beverly Hills. I got hooked on Beverly Hills because I was home with my second child, Ella, Uh when she was home Uh and I was nursing her and I was, you know, during three month maternity and stuff like that. I I would click them on and Bravo was all the rage and they're like modern day soap operas and you get sucked in. And I loved seeing, you know, Lisa Vanderpump in the houses and, you know, the Richards girls. I knew them from growing up (laughs) watching them. Oh, you did? Of oh, course. You them, right. Escape of course. Yep, from yes, which yes. mount? Yes. Are oh, you my God. Me? One of my favorites. One of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, you know what I mean? And knowing now I had rubbed elbows with, you know, Paris and them because of, you know, working for celebrities and things like that. Yeah. It was intriguing to me to see that. I have to tell you that of all of my, some of my favorite scenes, you know, I have like a list in my head, but one in my top five is when you were in Sonia's, um, you know, vestibule, vestibule and that Atlantic city trip. And when you were like, let me in, and you were like, you're not going to let me, and you were losing your mind because she wasn't letting you in. I, that whole scene is my favorite. It's one of my all time favorite scenes. So I just want to say thank you for that. Cause oh, I, I think about it a lot that. and I love it. I love how you got so pissed because I was you so obviously should have. I would have been so bad too. It's raining out. It's cold. Totally authentic. Like, yeah, I mean, so I felt you on that. It was so good. And I love Sonia, of course, but I do too. I do too. But we, you know, when I left the show after the vestibule was the straw that broke my back and then really, oh my God, it really did. And I mean, because I was incensed just from a human aspect, you know what I mean? But not to mention I had been a friend to her. I just knew I, it, it sounded really right, but it turned out not to be so right. So it, so oh, it, God. it didn't happen. I, when you say that, it's really hurting my heart. Yeah, like it, it really is. Well, it's it's a good segue because there are a lot of, um, you know, changes in the world and, and they're for the better. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot of, I call this the Windex error. We all can see the world around us 360 mm-hmm. degrees and there ain't no fooling who your neighbor is or what their beliefs are or, you know, the mm-hmm. way what they value and, you know, that sort of thing. And I always wondered 
how does that affect you as a comedian? Like my my parody, for example, would you be worried to do that parody today of me? Like, does it affect, you know, some of these things that are happening today out there in the world, these sensitivities that have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so elevated, rightfully so. But, you know, the pendulum mm-hmm. obviously swings the other direction and now everybody's yeah. offended and you have to be so careful. That must really right. suck as a comedian. It, yeah, there are some things that suck about being sensitive, overly sensitive when you're trying to cross, you know, I'm not, I'm not actually a comedian, right. Make money or make, be funny. Um, yes. I, I don't typically cross big lines. Like I'm not a shock jock. I don't, that's never been my brand, if you will. Yeah. Um, where when I do a sketch comedy in terms of my videos, whatever I do on social media, the underlying foundation of all of it is it's a, it's really a celebration of the yeah. character that I'm portraying. Yeah. I usually don't come in at an angle where I'm making fun at them. I don't right. like that. There are tons of meme creators, accounts out there, other people doing videos where they can just make fun of that person. I'm not doing that. I don't really, that's not where I get my passion from. Um, Mm -hmm. And so when I let, when I take an angle, it's more like exaggerating who they already are and finding the funny in that. It's usually just an exaggeration of who they are. So it's kind of like, that's when I just take it a little step further. Like you're saying in this climate, I'm grateful for the climate that we're in. It doesn't bring me any fear in terms of the content that I create and put out there because I was never really at risk of, of crossing those lines in the first mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. However, do I think twice about everything that I do? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because it can happen where I am just not, you know, like everyone out there should be thinking and checking themselves on a regular basis with what's going with, with culture, with diversity yeah. and, you know, checking in with themselves and being like, Hmm, what is this? What am I actually saying? What am I, you know, am I being too inclusive? I mean, am I, uh, I Am I talking too much? Is this going to be a joke about privilege? Is this going to be, you know, those types of things? Am I exploiting something that shouldn't be exploited? And what angle am I taking? So, yes, I totally think that it's important to be sensitive at Mm -hmm. at any given point. And and based on my past work, I don't feel like I've crossed any lines or done anything where I've had any regrets or that I've had to apologize for. Um, and I hope that I can continue being that way. And I hope that my comedy can come from that place because, yeah. you know, clearly I'm not, I'm not a, like, I'm not trying to make waves out there or trying to be a no. shock jock. That's just never right. been my thing. <laughs> right. You're trying to be funny. I mean, well, sometimes, I mean, you go back maybe like how long you've been doing this now for housewives, like seven, eight years too. Has it been like 10 it, years yet for you? Yeah. It's been about 10 years. About yeah. 10 years. So, you know, Jay Leno just recently had to apologize for insensitivity toward, you know, Asian Americans. And so like oh, he, yeah, you're going yeah. way back 20 years or whatever like that, there might be more of a history where people have to say, Hey, things yeah. have changed. I was insensitive at that time. Um, and to your point, and then be big enough to say something about it, which I think is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Silverman just did the same thing, you know, to Paris Hilton, there was something going on. So mm-hmm. I think being able to recognize that something that might've been acceptable then is no longer acceptable now. Obviously everybody right now has to chew on their words just a little bit before they spit them out, you know, today, Absolutely. Yeah. but the intent is really where you have to stay focused. Like where's your heart? Mm-hmm. And what is it you're saying? Because we can't be, if we're too afraid to say anything wrong, then we're not going to say anything. And that's the worst Mm -hmm. thing is silence. Like we've got to talk and we have to be brave and put ourselves out there Mm -hmm. to make a mistake so that we can learn and do better the next time. 
So right. and it, like it's teachable moments. And, and, and uh, you mentioned Sarah Silverman. She's always been one of my favorite comedians. Love her. And you love her too. I love yes. her. Um, she definitely has been one of those people I think has been outspoken lately on her podcast saying mm-hmm. things along the lines of like, when people make mistakes and they, they say something that's awful um, and they apologize for it and they own it and they, they're, they're learning. It's, it's important to give them room to yeah. do that or else why are we calling them out if we can't allow them to be right. better? That's right. Um, and, and we're just learning on an everyday basis. We're not perfect people. Mm-hmm. And when things like this happen and when like Kenya Moore wore a Native American um, headdress on this last episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And it caused a lot of controversy in the community of people who watch the show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she she issued an apology. Bravo TV issued an apology. And, you know, again, like they're saying, like, this is a teachable moment. Yeah. And of course, her cast members are, you know, trying to come at her and make it part of the whole thing. But, you know, again, we're still like, it feels like there's still, there's always going to be something and we're all just two left feet. And, and hopefully we can continue to learn and grow from it. I know there's been a lot of boycotts on some shows. The fans are like, I'm not, I'm done, I can't. And I think it's interesting. I, I love that it's becoming more diverse. I love that Bravo TV is starting to acknowledge they're having like amplified, you know, Asian American voices. They're doing like these mm-hmm. specials and it's amazing. It's kind of, it's a great time to be alive, to watch this happen because everything is so long overdue, obviously. And yeah. <laughs> I completely agree. And, and, I, and I do, I do think that it's important to recognize that, you know, sometimes things shift and change and you might not be as nimble as the shift and change, but you just have to listen a little more closely to yeah. the words just a little longer before you spit them out. And if your intent is in the right place and you mess up, then you say, okay, well, I didn't mean it, but I understand it. And everybody hopefully will come back to a place where the pendulum just rocks in the middle a little bit and everybody's not super yeah. offended and everybody's not super offensive. And, yeah. you know, it kind of Boy. swings in the middle and we, we'll, we'll get there, girl. We're going to get there. Okay. So did I, uh, was my video offensive of you? I have to double. No, okay, no, <laughs> no, not at all. No, not at all. I mean, it's uh, for me, it's funny. And I, I come from an Italian background. So, you oh, know, the original oh, gangsters. we didn't spin our caps around you know what I mean there was not a lot of like you know gold teeth but they were in the back they were in the back they were in the back yeah well I mean to truth be told um coffee had a huge impact on my life I mean a a huge impact on my life I love him so much and I loved him so much and you know, listen, yeah. working for all, all three of my, I call them my celebrities, you know, Beyonce, Jennifer Puffy. Um, you know, I learned so much working for those amazingly talented, hardworking people. But so he had such a, a, an impact on me and watching him get what he wanted out of people and like driving mm-hmm. us as his team so hard. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I started to adapt some of his, you know, his ways and some of his personality and I still have it. Who's your favorite? I mean, you, I mean, you started with Rachel Zoe, but Ramona to me is what really puts you on the map. I mean, yeah, that absolutely. that was the first one that I found, and you know, I got to get in there and stuff. But is there a favorite? <laughs> is there one that you? I'll, I'll ask the question divided. Was there one that came to you so easily, and it's just your favorite to do all the time? And was there one that you had to work on that you're proud of yourself? So, what? Are, who are your favorites? I'll give you two. Oh, that's great. Okay, I mean, uh. 
Ramona really is my favorite. I, yeah. I she doesn't get old, you know. And and on my Literally. show on real my show on Sirius XM, I'm always you know I slide into her voice quite often. She makes it into our news and feuds portion just based on her posts. You know, she's like having a great intimate lunch with my friends. Like she's always having an intimate lunch with her friends, always. Um, so I'm always doing her. She has to be, you know, my favorite. I love her. And who was one that I really love that I worked on really hard? You know, Margaret Josephs, like I was telling you, it took yeah. that one took a really long time um, to figure out because I didn't want it to be generic. I, you know, anyone can just kind of throw a, like an East Coast accent on it and, you know, maybe make their face go like this. But I mean, it took me a really long time to like get the face right. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to do it in the Zoom right now. It's You're doing out. a great anyway. job. I, I'm, ch- <laughs> I'm totally channeled. I feel her here with me. Uh, but yeah, so Margaret would be one that I'm proud of. It's more of a recent one and I had to work towards. So Ramona and Margaret, those are my two answers. I love it so much. It's Heather Thompson, and as an avid adventurer, I need a reliable pair of sunglasses with me. A pair that gives me the clearest view possible so I can really take it all in. I've had a lot of shades in my life, and most of them have not lived up to my standards. That was until I found Revo. They have the best lenses on earth. I can always rely on my Revo sunglasses for high performance function and style, and I don't go anywhere without them. From climbing to the peak of Africa's Kilimanjaro, to cruising the Florida coast, to my weekly trips to the farmer's market, you better believe my Revos are with me. And a fun fact, their lens technology was developed by NASA. And now it's your chance to get a pair of Revos at my very special discount. Get 25% off your next favorite pair of shades by going to Revo.com, that's R-E-V-O.com, and use the code INMYHEART at checkout. Or just click on the link in the show description. Revo sunglasses sweeten any view. So get after it. Have you been thinking about maybe having your own podcast? Well, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First and foremost, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor, they'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple and many more. With Anchor, you can start to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership as well. It's truly everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. Hey, it's Heather, and you already know when you're in my heart, your health and wellness are my top priority. Wellness starts from the inside out, and everything we put into our body should be done with purposeful intention. So let me introduce you to Cloud Water. Cloud Water sparkling beverages are made with premium botanicals and all natural ingredients that were carefully selected to add balance to the stresses and strains of modern life. Cloud Water Plus Hemp contains 25 milligrams of sun-grown hemp extract sourced in the mountains of Colorado and available in four artisanal flavors, grapefruit, mint, and basil, blood orange and coconut, blackberry, lemon, and roseberry, and Aztec chocolate and strawberry. I can't pick my favorite. Cloudwater Plus Immunity contains only 20 calories and 5 grams of organic unrefined sugar, and it's fortified with 100% of your recommended daily intake of vitamin D3 and zinc. 
So taste the clouds and try some today at cloudwaterbrands.com. You get 10% off your first order. Now you can have your cake and drink it too. Go to cloudwaterbrands.com. Get it in ya. Let me talk to you about some of your uh, scripted TV. So outside of this amazing career, that path that you've really carved for yourself, which I love, and we just love what you do. I love how you do it in, in really in such joy. I love that you call it a Thank celebration you. of the characters yeah. because it really is. And, you know, from being on uh, the housewives, I can say this for all of us. We, we do become characters of our, of ourselves on that show. And especially, right. you know, the OGs that have been there, like the Teresa, Teresa Judice or Ramona Singer, who have been on the show for multiple years, you know, double yes. digit years, you know, that <laughs> right. I think it become again, that caricature of themselves or that true person. They it's working for them. So it kind of stays and they become that person, yes. so to speak. It's, yeah, you know, I've watched it happen, but it must have been like someone like Kristen Takeman. I mean, is, are there ones that you just can't, you can't really. Yeah. Get? I can't dig my hands in yeah. there. Yeah. I never tried she's to do no girl next door. I mean, there's not, yes. you know. Yes. She's a perfect, she's the perfect example. And same with like, maybe like a Teddy Mellencamp mm-hmm. from Beverly Hills. Yeah. yeah. There are some where I'm just like, I can't get I can't get anything out of that you like you know it's not something. yeah it's not that yeah. it's a bad thing it's just it's just means you know maybe they're just not as big as the other characters and that's fine but I yeah so there are a few yeah. that I just can't get I mean <laughs> even with my scene my favorite scene of yours like probably there wasn't really anything in there to would, would you be able to do an impersonation of that scene because it was so serious you know what I mean? Is it, do you have to do yeah. the ones that really have the hook? Like, don't tell me nothing, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. I have to go with the ones that are like the bigger, yeah. <laughs> the bigger moments, exactly. I think, for sure. Exactly. So tell us, um, tell us about your scripted TV shows and, you know, how does it compare to the improv and your impersonation work? Um, I, I've had the opportunity to have some great, um, do some great stuff. Um, a lot of commercial work on camera, commercial work. I did an episode of Cougar Town back in the day. Um, I was on an MTV sketch show called Stevie TV. A lot of like little bit parts here and there. And you know what's really been my bread and butter for most of my adult acting career from the start has been voiceover. So I do a lot of commercial voiceover work, which I love and is really like where my heart lies because it's been, you know, it's allowed me to keep insurance uh, uh, being a member of SAG-AFTRA. Yes. Um, and I've been doing that for like 15 years. I've been doing commercial voiceover work and some animation, some promo. So that is really trying to keep that going alongside of everything else that I do is, is, is definitely a struggle. Now that I have a three-year-old too, it gets a little tough to do everything as I'm sure, you know, very well mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. do, you know, and you're diver- like, my work is very diversified. You know, I've got the radio show, I've got voiceover work, the videos that I do. And I also have for, for Watch What Happens Live, but I also do video and content for my social media as well. Yes, so it's totally. just like trying to keep all the balls in the air. Are, it's very difficult, but you have to kind of have a bunch of stuff out there, you know, yes. in order to like, you know, keep it going in this. It's never enough. Medium. I mean, it's just like yeah. the appetites through social media are just insatiable and yes. it's just never enough. I mean, it's true. You insatiable. always have to keep That's going. Perfect and word. It is. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's dedication and it's a lot of work and you've got to, mm-hmm. you know, get out there and do that. So I applaud you. I was going to mention that you're, I mean, 
three years in, but still a new mom and, you know, married, married <laughs> mother of one. Um, yeah. And how has that changed? Like you said, you're trying to balance it all, but you, are you going to have any more kids, any kids in the future? Or are you going to stop no, at one? No kids. Stopping at one. I, I just made the, you know, like the deadline off. for that one. <laughs> I mean, Yowzers. Is Saturday Night Live like still on the horizon? Is that something you'd still want? Like, do you, do you have some things that you wish for that you would love to? I mean, I think you'd be so great on it. You're just so thank funny. You. So oh talented. God, you. you know, you really are. And I, the impersonations on that show obviously are some of the kickers. And yes, you yes. have it. You could do it all. So is that still Oh my a God. Dream? Thank you so much. Is Lauren Michaels well, listening? Lauren Michaels. <laughs> has listened. I have auditioned for Saturday Night Live twice. So I didn't get the job. (laughs) All right. So you're going to go back and try again? I don't think so. I think that I think that ship has sailed. Sailed. I think my ship is going in a different direction. I'm so blessed that I even got an opportunity to audition. Audition. Um, So cool. And they weren't Real Housewives, you know, I mean, they were all regular celebrity impressions for the most part, but and characters and original characters. And I love that. But uh, I think at this point, I would love to have my own bro- sketch show on yeah. Bravo or some mm-hmm. other network where I'm doing the characters because I can do so many so that um, and, and and make it a sketch show, a full on well-rounded sketch show of, you know, pop culture, just full on just reality stars in that realm because no one is really doing that. Um, and so I would like to pave my way that way. I mean, I'm doing it on my radio show every day. We do a ton of like radio sketches, um, videos, things like that. So I would like to put out in the universe that that's what I want as my, you know, in the future. That's my, that's my dream. Good. We're manifesting it right here. That's why I wanted to ask you. you, That's it. I love it. I think it's amazing. (laughs) I definitely see a feature film, you acting in a feature film in your future. Wow. I do because that comedic role is so important. You know what I mean? And I, and and you really are so good at it and I can see that. So keep manifesting that. I see your own stand-up show for sure. I think it's a great idea because it's a niche and you've got to do that. And I'm not anyone that predicts anyone's future, but I'm feeling this right now. I'm just going to go with it. And the other thing that I saw that is like a, a, you writing maybe some type of children's, something because of what this experience with your daughter think about make building your own characters that could relate to children like because your characters are funny and you can make them sweet and funny and have different you know accents and like remember the backyard again so you guys watching them I no, but I have heard of them. Is it something yeah, I should I, check out? They okay. were really big when my kids were little and it was great because okay. they were diverse. That's what it was. They were mm-hmm. for the I first time a, a children's show had diverse characters, you know what I yep. mean? And you could hear yep. it. And mm-hmm. that was really cool. But yours, you could take it to a whole, a whole different level. So that's a great idea. To do, I love- sister. <laughs> I do. Oh my God. I love this. This is like holla pump me up holla time. Yeah, baby. So good. <laughs> drive by as Bethany calls drive by therapy. It's drive by, you know, job advice, yes, <laughs> career advice, it. but it comes from the I'll heart. I'm it. feeling it. Thank I never you. felt it, but these are the, just talking to you. These are some of the things I felt. So go get them. Aim. <laughs> Thank you. That means so much to me. I'm such a big fan of yours. And I, I always oh. have been. It's so great to actually connect with you. You're you are way more than I expected you to be. You're you're even more awesome than I anticipated. So thank you. Oh, I'm so happy. Well, I'm so thrilled to have you in my heart. And just in case folks don't follow you uh, already, yes. can you tell them where they can find you, Miss Amy that Phillips? 
Thank you. Um, I'm always posting on Instagram at meet Amy Phillips and Twitter at Amy Phillips. And I'm, I think I'm the last person to join TikTok, but please follow me there. I'm doing all kinds of stuff. And that's at real Amy Phillips. Thank you so much. It was really great chatting with you. You're just a really, you're a ray of light and a bowl of sunshine. And I love Aww. your comedy. I'm so excited about your podcast, by the way. It's very, it, you. It, it's excellent. And you are really, uh, you, you obviously are in a bunch of different spaces and doing what you do, but this is so freaking perfect for you. It's like, you really, this is like Heather in all of her hollowness. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah. You know, I, I, I meet so many great people and, you know, I, I, and I'm inspired by so many people that I meet and I, you know, I have people that are in my friend circle that are so inspiring and to be able to share that and just have conversations like this with people that I think are really cool or that come by my way that I'm like, wow, I'm really interested in that. I really, really love doing it, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, um, my, you know, I hope it could, I, I want to talk show too someday. I just really believe in like, I love getting down deep with people and you know which is what makes me a terrible housewife (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah maybe but you're not a terrible housewife so it's a little bit of a dichotomy you know yeah exactly well you never say never but this season 13 we close the door on and maybe there'll be a future again but we'll have to see (laughs) thank Thank you so much to my (laughs) guest amy phillips this is in my heart i'm your host heather thompson be sure to follow along at i am heather t and send me any questions Please don't forget to subscribe and download wherever you stream your podcast to join us next week for another episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.